in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. This is a movie-related show that we do each and every week where we tie in a topic to the upcoming release of the movie. And this week, we have a Boss Hog patron sending in a topic that coincides with the release of Thor, Love and Thunders, that comes out this weekend, which we hope you all enjoy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, how are you? I'm good. I got to see it last night. I'm not allowed to talk about it. I posted a reaction. That's basically it. Next week, I'll be allowed to talk about it, but I'm good. Yeah. Um, And I'm looking forward to this list. I'm looking forward to kind of exploring some characters that haven't been talked about a lot, or maybe some characters that people have been waiting for um, Marvel to bring about uh, and how we make it all work. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I got to ask you a question, though. I got a lot on my mind. But the first thing is, uh, you know, as people know, sometimes we record Topic Thunder. On the same day we record this show, and coming out next week, we got a, a thing we're uh, talking about. But Matt casually mentioned that he went to see Elvis. So as a man who is married to a woman who is uh, devoted and loves Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. talk to me what it was like to see the movie. No spoilers, but certainly what your feelings are about the film um, and what Catherine's feelings were about the film, if you can reveal those as well. Um, she enjoyed it. She she uh was tearing up towards the end. Oh yes, tell her I feel the same way. That's good. Um, I thought it was good, not great. Okay. Uh, it's probably like twenty minutes too long. Okay. And it's not like I would cut a section. I would just trim a little bit from this part and trim a little bit from this part. Mm. Cause we lived in certain moments for quite a while. And then we yeah. would just fast forward through other moments. And you're like, I don't understand the pacing at times. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting more, you know, Baz Luhrmann esque, like vivid visual landscape type of stuff. Like production numbers, like they've done in other things or just huge lush sets or something, or oh, it's like yeah, it yeah. goes into some sort of a dream sequence when he's visualizing. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was just, expecting that didn't really get it but i think overall it's a good movie and the yeah. guy that plays uh elvis still haven't learned his name austin butler yeah austin butler i think he pulls it off yeah which is kind of impressive i think it's the best elvis i've seen since um kurt douglas no kurt russell kurt russell in uh the 1970s with the john carpenter tv movie he did it is an incredible Elvis. No, don't get me wrong. Bruce Campbell's Elvis and Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep is a lot of fun, but that's not actually trying to be the historically accurate Elvis. So. No, he's having fun with it. Exactly. This one is much more yeah. on point. I thought the kid, it is a star making performance. I mean, this is one of those things where casting directors go, shit, I didn't know he could do this. And then 
now he's uh, you know going to be in a lot of things. I would imagine after this movie. Did Hanks bother you at all? No, because I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Colonel. Like not yeah. one thing about the Colonel, yeah. other than who his name is. Right, he was the the man behind Elvis, right. and like some peripheral stuff that he wasn't well liked. Yeah, and, and but I didn't know the depths to which he manipulated and controlled the situation. And right, right, right. I can't imagine most people know all that stuff. Yeah, good point. So. Uh, I think most yeah. Elvis fans know, but not most uh, casual Elvis fans yeah. or even just fans of the music know the stuff about Colonel Tom Parker. That's a good point. Or people who know Elvis but don't know anything about him or anything else. They just right. know the name, know a bunch of the songs, but I, it's not like I follow the guy's career. I did find it crazy interesting, though, that he never traveled outside of the country except yeah. for his military service. I had no idea. Catherine didn't know about that either. Yeah, yeah. No idea that that was the case. It's a fascinating little fact. And when it pops up in the movie, it just adds even more emotion to the overall story they're telling when you find out that shit. Because you're just like, God damn it. You know, to me, I likened it to Goodfellas in that the last 20, 30 minutes um, feels just like the last 20, 30 minutes of Goodfellas. When you're just like, fuck, man, it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. And you're just like, God, and you can't do anything about it. Like, you can't do anything about it. It's self-inflicted, and you can't do anything about it. And it's Somewhat. So sad. So sad. It's, and yeah. Obviously, he's more active, Tom Parker, in the, in the um, manipulation. But, I mean, I can't – I just – it's mind-blowing to me that he didn't surround himself with people who were better at this – legally better at this taking care of him like it's just kind of mind-blowing that uh you know but maybe tom parker was the one who kicked anybody out who he even remotely considered a threat to his power oh i'm I sure know. i don't know hence getting his dad to be his business manager somebody he can right, manipulate right, right manipulating him in that way Could take so. 50 cents of every dollar and then the entourage that elvis had with him at all times be like yeah. it's unsurprising that you're broke yeah yeah uh but yeah, I, I, it's good. It is definitely worthy of seeing in a theater, but I do think it was about 20 minutes too long. Fair enough. Or cut down some of those, you know, minute or two in this this section, that and the other, mm. and flesh out some other aspect of the story. Yeah. Because it just, it held in certain spots where like, why, boy, this is this is a lot of time for this one moment of his life. It was a big moment. But there were other things in between. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, good stuff. I yeah. would, you know, yeah. I think it's worthy of seeing in the theater. Yeah, absolutely. And the best theater you can see it in, too, because, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't have all the visual flourishes of a Baz Luhrmann film. And Matt's right. There's not necessarily these massive sets or whatever, but there are some incredible moments that I think are you want to witness in the best possible way. Certainly that moment, there's only the opening moment with him in the pink suit, figuring out the wiggle, which is an awesome scene. And then the scene uh, when he is rebelling against Tom Parker, um, singing that song at the fair. Yeah. The, um, if I can dream scene. And then um, his first Vegas show, which is incredible. They, they captured that. It may, it, that was when I was like, See, we've, we've spent a lifetime making fun of that stage of Elvis's life. And some people have really got, uh, you know, some their knives out for that 
era of Elvis's life, you know, trying to recapture all this kind of shit. The same people who are, you know, still wearing superhero T-shirts in their 50s. Uh, these, these kind of criticisms I thought was funny because I'm like, you know, when you're looking at that performance, you're like, this is why people came in droves because the man could deliver a hell of a show. And by the way, he's in his mid to late 30s doing this. So he's not old by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to a a rock and roll artist. Uh, He's only really old in the last two years when all the drugs and and getting bloated and all that kind of bloated from the drugs and all that shit is, uh, you know, comes to bear. So I think it's a nice reappraisal and a necessary reappraisal, I think. Elvis and maybe there'll be this like blockbuster documentary that really gets people to reappraise him overall because I mean if you can reappraise the fucking prequel trilogy and how not good a majority of that is then I'll be goddamned if you can't reappraise Elvis's yeah. last few years in Vegas still better than the newest trilogy in my opinion <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I like the device of telling it through the eyes of another yeah 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 um you know usually i'm a fan of the sliver of time from an individual this large yeah a personality and life that is this this big um so it's it's a tall order anyway to try and encapsulate the magnitude of what this guy meant to a generation of people yeah 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 you know when when tom parker says in the film like he's the most famous man in the world yeah it's i by a huge margin yeah that he is the most famous person in the world yeah i was having an argument about this with my patrons uh the other day like talking about was michael jordan at his zenith michael jackson at his zenith or elvis presley at his zenith the most famous or muhammad ali at his zenith the most famous person in the world more than the other three like were did more people know them at their zenith than the other three so did more people know muhammad ali more than they knew michael or jordan or elvis now i would top? i would say anybody in a modern media age has an advantage over elvis and muhammad ali okay especially ali right but his longevity holds out yes but i think at their heights Jordan was more famous. Jackson was more famous. Okay. I'd say David Beckham, Ronaldo, and Messi. Yeah. Uh, maybe. maybe. Just for the international. Maybe yeah. not as much in this one singular country. Right. But right, the right. other 180 some odd others. <laughs> massive. Massive, you know, individuals. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I saw some interview with Ronaldo the other day where he's talking about, you know, just the reminding me of Elvis, the loneliness of being that famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, when I was watching Elvis, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same old, you know, story for certain individuals today. But he's like, I'm so famous, I, I can't take my kids to an amusement park or right, right. this, that, the other, just because I'll be surrounded by 20 people deep at all sides. And here's the difference. Though. I and I still think you'd come to the States and be fine. <laughs> he will get recognized. I don't know if it's going to be 20 deep as opposed to yeah. anywhere in Europe or South America. Uh, just because I think we're better about celebrities for the most part in the country. I don't mean the paparazzi. I mean, like most people are really like, um, 
weird about like they get you know not sure if they can approach a celebrity and, and what have you there are the other ones who of course come and find them in bathrooms and stuff but sure yeah i don't think it's the same thing you know maybe i'm wrong i don't know but like as they mentioned in the movie when he did that live concert mm-hmm. across the satellites to reach 1.56 billion people yep in one event at that time yeah 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 is just mind blowing the astronomical nature of that i remember that like my parents made sure that we understood that that concert was don't fuck with me time my mom and my dad made it very clear to us that if we were going to watch it it could make any noise other than enjoying and clapping couldn't get up start asking questions couldn't run in and out of the room unless we were using the bathroom it was very clear what the requirements were for that concert i remember that as one of those memories from childhood that was was so distinct because my mom was such a massive elvis fan and my dad liked him too but my mom loved it my dad liked it my mom loved him so i remember that 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 was like do you don't fucking do anything and then when they would rebroadcast it you know it was like appointment viewing in our house um to see it. So I've seen that Hawaii concert a number of times. It's a great one. And he's still in shape. He still looks great. You know? so. Yeah. It just watching the movie. I really liked his style. A bunch of the clothes mm. he was wearing as a young guy. Yeah. And then just as he's slowly metamorphoses into the persona, he becomes Elvis. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was himself unauthentic. And I'm not saying he's, inauthentic towards the end but there's also i have to live up to the character that i've created right right um so just the the costumes and whatnot which is now something we associate with pop stars yeah you're right and and that's what um the beatles were able to break out from right i mean like when they started out wearing the leather doing all the things but then brian epstein got a hold of them put them all in suits the same suits had him get the mod haircut all of that and then they didn't want to tour anymore, and and it, that's the break. So they now, and of course Epstein dies, they don't have to adhere to that shit. So their styles are able to come out, their natural instincts. And you see the Beatles in the last three years, completely um, different look and appearance, each of them having their own unique fashion style and sense. It's really incredible. And I think if Tom Parker had died... Uh, I think the same would happen to Elvis. Like, I think Elvis would have figured out a way to kind of now reclaim his life. Parker's not in the way anymore. I can do things. I'm an adult. I'm going to do things on my, do things my way and whatever. And look, it all worked out in terms of the amount of money he was able to make his entire life. The exchange was that it, from the movie, you get the sense that he was in a bit of a cage. So if that had cage yeah. opened, would he have been able to walk out? Um, or would he have just found another father figure? Because in essence, that's what he was um, to kind of take his place and take care of him, that he could bitch about it, but not do anything about it. Yeah, some strong parental figure because he still had his father, but his mother ruled the roost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And God, I would love to know how accurate that is because mm. on some level, you have to give it up to, to Parker knowing precisely which buttons to push oh, yeah. psychologically, how to manipulate the situation every time it looks like like when he's trying to break free of him early on and he was like my boy we can we can have this hotel pay for all of it 
it won't cost you a penny and whatever. And it just behooves his interest. It, it, yeah, it benefits yeah. him more than anyone on some level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I, I liked uh, the castings overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I th- thought it was really interesting. I just, yeah, what's it good? 20 minutes, I think. Um, Take that for just cut a few notes and it'll be perfect. Well, it's like uh, the 68 comeback. Yeah. You could have shaved two minutes off of that seat, the, wow. that whole, like the back and forth to the booth and back and forth to the mm-hmm. booth and back and forth to the booth. And just like, we could have cut, trim this down just a little bit. I'm not saying we don't have to make all the, all the trips. You'd get, you'd have, you'd have gotten the point is what you're saying. Yeah. Gotten the essence, yeah. Just like a, a shave 20 seconds off of this exchange and then shave 20 yeah. seconds off of this and, uh, but it, it's also who knows what they left on the cutting room floor. Well, there's a four hour cut. He no. said this. I would I, be intrigued by that because that could be the too. better representation of the man himself. Yeah, because I think we, they, I think the '60s get short shrift in the movie. We didn't, we don't spend oh, a yeah. lot of time with him in Hollywood. And I would like to have seen the progression from where people were giving him positive notices after "Love Me Tender." And his mom saying, I don't want to ever see you die on screen, which is what affected him going after the more serious dramatic roles uh, and him trying to be a James Dean type thing. And, you know, seeing some of the moments in those movies and then like leaving. Why isn't um, uh, Anne Margaret in the movie? I mean, she was massive in Elvis's life during that time. Why isn't she in the movie for leaving Las Vegas and what or Viva Las Vegas and, and what have you? And so. There's a, I think there's a lot of the 60s that got cut out that, that I think we could have really settled into and enjoyed a little more of the Hollywood Elvis to where he becomes embittered and wants to make the change, you know, that he does in the, in the, in the comeback special. So you don't chalk that up to Priscilla and Lisa Marie having active creative influence. Oh, because the only real love interest we see of his is Priscilla. Right. I haven't, I hadn't even, I hadn't even considered that. And, and you know, they improved the film for sure. Yeah, yeah. Catherine told me that going into, it. and she's like, "Yeah, no, they're actively engaged in and with Lerman to get this on screen." Yeah, which is like, and, and, and you know, I, and I think that's a, that's a, I've told you this before. I've said this before on the show. I always think it's a travesty when the estate is involved or when the people are involved, and you could say, well. They're the ones who were there, so they might have some inside information and give you some more nuance of what was happening. That's great. But I also think the other side of it is they're also going to be real protective of their brand and their whole thing. Just like, you know, um, straight out of Compton, you don't see them selling the drugs that they sold before they became big, famous rap artists or some of the crime that they pulled, some of the shit that they pulled. They turned into heroes, in essence, and, and, and victims of the situation, but... You know, you can study their biographies. There's some, there's some bad shit that went on with some of the guys there in NWA for sure. And you know, they turned their lives. Obviously, they became famous guys, but there's stuff to explore. And we just had that Jennifer Lopez documentary that came out on Netflix. And I don't want to watch it because she's the executive producer. And if there's yeah. anyone who's going to be vigilant about defending their brand and how they've been portrayed correctly, by the way, because of, through some of the people I know who've worked with her. Um, it's going to be her. So why would I watch wow. someone try to recreate their image with a documentary? Someone demanding that the Super Bowl give her a longer halftime show and be like, listen, I know you think you're really important, but this today is not about you in the, in the slightest. Yeah. And, and also, 
she had what one or two years of good music and hits rather and then there was nothing after that. yeah like three four songs yeah and then everybody else is like you know they her music isn't stands the test of time for god's sakes you know it's it's just ridiculous you can't compare yourself to beyonce or prince or these other much more um, prolific uh, artists, prolific artists. Yes. Yeah. Who have never, well, Beyonce has, but who for the most part have never been accused of being unable to sing in public. And that it is, it is like a real surprise when they actually can sing well in public. Like Paula Abdul, she rarely sings in public because she knows she can't carry a tune that well without help. And and, and JLo is, she's done these concerts, but you know, people have made comments about her abilities to stay on pitch or, sing well live so it's just like you know it's kind of mind-blowing to me that she she's turned herself into a brand but not necessarily the work you know the what there's maybe four good movies that she's actually good in that could be a stretch yeah and and to me and look i know she's latina but you know you got to be honest in your assessment of things and i also think like she turned it into she's turned her name into money that's what she's done Yes. But the work itself does not reflect the popularity in no. any way, shape, or form. No. Yeah. Even her dance, to me, her choreography is boring. And I've said this a number of times. The choreography in her videos, for the most part, not that great. Paul Abdul's choreography, that is fucking fantastic. Her choreography just kind of bores me, you know? So, I don't know. Certainly yeah. a very attractive woman who was successful, but... Her yeah, choreography, I, I couldn't give you a real critique on because I don't live in that world. So I don't know who is good and who is not. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she's famous because she's famous. Yes. So yeah, a few songs that were pretty big. Yes. Uh, a couple movies and then basically trading on her name for the past yeah. 10 years, 12 years. Famous I mean, Hustlers, for 20. Hustlers got all kinds of love, and I totally respect that. Out of sight, Selena. Anaconda. That's, <laughs> literally, that's where we have to start scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I mean, maybe, maybe made in Manhattan. Fine, or Jack, or like a small part here, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's not like it's some murderer's row filmography. It really isn't. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Boy Next Door is horrific. Parker is like one of the worst Statham vehicles you're going to see. The backup plan, no. El Cantante, no. An Unfinished Life, no. Monster in Law, Shall We Dance? Oh, maybe Shall We Dance. I might give it up for Shall We Dance. Jersey Girl, ugh. Geely, ugh. Enough, no. Angel Eyes, no. The Wedding Planner. Some people like the Wedding Planner. The Cell, I think that the Cell is more the about the visual. The Cell is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't no. know if I can recommend it, but it's it's unique. <laughs> I could, I wonder if I could do, I would get so much shit if I did a video just like on my channel, just kind of tearing apart the myth of Selena, of, uh, Lopez, but anyway. well, it's like it's like why why yeah, do exactly, it exactly exactly what what is this yeah this just seems apropos of nothing like you just have an axe to grind yeah right it would look With, bitter yeah it does it's just like it, she doesn't have a project coming out so you're just doing right. a hit job 
well, I mean, she had the doc, but that would the time to do it would have been the week of the doc coming out. That would have been the time to do it. It just sounds like fair for other channels that we may know. <laughs> One in particular, not going to even make reference to it. You know who precisely who I'm talking about. Yes, I think I do. Yes, I uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll let that individual uh, uh, do those yeah. hit pieces. Yeah. And uh, then claim to be a good person. Yes, of course. So. A changed person. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm a good dude. <laughs> Don't you get I'm, it? I'm a good guy. This person over here, Satan himself. And here's 18 minutes and mean two other random dudes you've never met. Yeah. All discussing <laughs> why they're Satan and I'm a good dude. Yeah. All right, man. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Thing. Seems like, uh, you know, the lady doth protest too much, but whatever. <laughs> whatever standard um oh anyway we should probably get into our little 24 minutes i didn't know we were 24 minutes in shit <laughs> well there is a clock at the top of the, the screen there yeah, you know I counts down forgot to look counts at. up rather um all right well let's get into it this is uh, our top 10 list of mcu act like dcu actors rather that we want to see in the mcu and the character that we would like them to play and if i think i'm correct on this matt we wanted to make sure it was characters we haven't seen yet in the MCU. So, right. Yeah, it was it basically whoever's not cast right now. You're right, exactly. Whoever's so there is cast. we're not trying to recast Thor. Right. Or anything like that. Right. Um I believe on my list Yeah, I technically you could fight me on the wording on that. Like I chose things where someone may have played them but yeah. that shit is dead, and they're recasting anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's one on my list about someone who played, and I don't know if that someone is going to come back. That's my only kind of semi cheat okay. on this list. Yeah, I, I shy, I shied away from one of those myself. I'm like, I maybe that there's a chance. I guess that person could come back. Yeah, in the character, and I think it's a good fit. So I'm just gonna leave it be. But yeah, DC characters. So any DC movie, if they were a character or an actor in it. We are going to pull them over, much like Russell Crowe and Christian Bale in the new Thor. Uh, that was the uh, inspiration. It's all thanks to Matt Hasso, and we'll read his list at the end. But we're like, interesting list or interesting yeah. idea for a list. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I did my best to, to do what you did, and I didn't yeah. recast any of the major characters. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out other things that either we haven't seen or they're looking for a new version of this anyway, because it's been five years or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was, it's really easy to go all villains too, which I did not do. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty, pretty easy to go all villains. All right. I, I, yeah. I, I think I only have one or two villains on mine that I can think of and everyone else I think is pretty much a hero. So, uh, let's see. I got one. I got four villains. Oh, okay. There you go. Could do more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just and technically, one is now a technicality because they could go one way, but I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. You'll see what I'm talking about in a second. So I'll just go ahead and jump in. Once we once we set a list, we go our individual ways, create personal types on the list, show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we've revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. So it's uh, actors 
from DC yeah. in the MCU yeah. and don't currently have a part in the MCU. And I also tried to try to stay away from anybody that's been in the MCU whatsoever. Right. I do have one exception to that, but once again, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, so at 10, mm-hmm. uh, I went with Halle Berry. Oh. To play well, the Silver Surfer. Oh, interesting. All right. So you're, she's not going to come back as Storm, obviously. No. So you're saying, because she was in Cat- They've recast Storm. Right. They right, did an right. apocalypse and right. they're going to recast all the X-Men. So I'm like, you know what? That was so long ago. Right. Had you been in these last bunch of X-Men, that's fine. Look, if you're saying because she was in those and you want to exclude her, I got others. No, no, I got no, options, I, baby. It totally works. But, you know, any so any DC film, I tried to focus on the DCU people, but you're saying any DC film. So I totally. That's what we said, because when we, we yeah. talked about it. We like, well, then you could use Keanu from Constantine. Right, right. It opened DC. the door to a button. button. Yeah, it opened sure. it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just went to, you know. DC's website and you can find all their movies click yep. by sort by live action. And I just did that and then went through yeah. uh, the available options and was like, all right, well, here's what we're uh, playing with. Uh, <laughs> there is the storm thing, but it's been so long. It's been, it has been. Uh, yeah. Uh, what at this point, 15 years. Oh uh, yeah. I think since last stand. Well, I, don't, yeah, I guess she was in um, days of future past, right. When they came back, but that was such a quick, yeah, that's thing. true. So I don't know if that necessarily counts, um, because I don't think they're going to transfer over, as you said, into the MCU. I don't. That's see fine. That. You know what? She's off. She's off. Okay. I got another one to put in her place. All right. Uh, Mark Strong is Namor. But Namor's already been cast. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up in uh, Black Panther two. That's the big rumors that he's the villain in Black Panther two. Not a problem. I got others. <laughs> Ah, yeah, shit. I used that guy for that. I used that guy for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I use her for that. Mm-hmm. Problem is I kept going, all right, I like this person. And then I'd find two or three parts for him. Right. What about this? What about this? What about this? Uh, so we're just going to say I don't have a 10 and we'll move on. <laughs> no, just keep Halle Berry. It's fine. Let's keep it Cali Berry and then go to ah, you know what? Because of the days of future past, <laughs> it was a quick cameo. I forgot about that. Yeah, but it I doesn't was... mean she's gonna stay because that's a Fox Days of Future Past. So technically, she's still not they're not gonna come back, uh, any of them, even though you know you did see Homie in uh, in the sequel to Doctor Strange, they're not going to come back in these roles. So in essence, she's out. So this would be a way to bring her into the MCU itself. Not necessarily a Marvel film, but the MCU itself. So technically, I think it's still qualified. Yeah, I'm I think that Mark, technicality I'm Mark Ellis. I'm making the correct judgment here and understanding the spirit of what we're talking about. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think I agree with Ellis as much as you That's are doing. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. You know, you're bending over backwards to help me. I just <laughs> think that I think the Days of Future Past, as small as that cameo is, that ties her into a more modern era. Right. And I excluded all those people. All right. So she's out. So I got a top nine list. You're out. All right, go ahead. And I didn't know about the Namor thing. I'm glad I didn't officially put that on my list. <laughs> um, all right, my number nine then. Mm-hmm. If DC doesn't want him, fine. Marvel yeah. would love to have him. We're taking Henry Cavill. Ooh. And we're doing Captain Britain. That is a punt. Is it? Okay. Yes. Uh, What's your eight? Ooh, what the fuck is that? 
What's your eight? Uh, my number eight. So here's my technicality one. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going with Scoot McNary. Oh, nice choice from uh, Batman v Superman. I yeah. like him. To play Modoc. Okay. I have now, someone else for Modoc. So how are we punting? Are we punting? We can hold on to it because I had a second okay. choice for Modoc as well. Okay. Why don't we hold on to okay. for where you're at because Sounds we have good. the same character. We'll go by character on this it's one. It's in the bottom five, but not yet. Not in the bottom okay. two. So. Yeah, I just didn't know if like they, I, they could easily segue Patton into this. Yes, 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 yes. But I don't know of any plans to do that. Right. Well, he's already playing another character in the MC, in the MCU. That's true. Right? In the Eternals, that right. whatever the side character to. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. What do you got at ten? My ten is Blake Lively, uh, who was in Green Lantern. Sure. As Silver Sable. Okay. Yeah, there was supposed to be a silver and black movie that Gina Price, Prince Bythewood was going to do. Uh, but they put the kibosh on that. So they're not doing the movie at, on so, at Sony anymore. Uh, but this would be the way to kind of connect her through Spider-Man because she's a Spider-Man character. Uh, so Silver Sable is like a, a you know, former, uh, she's a, essentially she was a former um, uh, assassin who was trained to kill and hunt down Nazi people, like Nazis, Nazis who escaped, Nazis who ran the camps, Nazis who sure. were guards. So that was her job. And then eventually, obviously, the political climate changed in terms of the fact that Nazis uh, were no longer as, as as you know, didn't have to find 85-year-old, 100-year-old people. So she essentially started running her own security company. And so she's kind of a super spy. And it would be fun to see her kind of working with Tom Holland's Spider-Man in an MCU situation. And she's older than Tom and older than Zendaya or, or uh, you know, her character MJ. So it could make for a nice little, like... Um, I don't know, but playful triangle there, romantic triangle playfully. Because, I mean, this idea that it could be a nice twist where uh, Peter has been, you know, trying to pursue MJ in those first three movies. And now that she doesn't know who he is, it could be an interesting thing if she starts to see him and meet him and whatever starts that feeling. But then we realize he's got possibly something going on with Blake Lively. It could make for a very interesting um fun conflict to make some really funny zingers or quips or jokes at the expense of it all uh in a fourth or fifth spider-man movie so okay uh, i think blake lively is still not still i shouldn't say that as some kind of negative thing i think blake lively is sexy as hell has always been sexy as hell um her talent acting wise maybe not always there all the time to be fair but i do enjoy her as an energy on screen uh i liked in the shallows uh or the shallows rather uh, and um, what did she recently? Oh, uh, and the small favor, or what? Her simple fla- simple favor, the one with Anna Kendrick from Paul Feig was good sure. as well. So, so I, I think she can bring it, and I think with the right director, it would it would be fun to see her with Tom Holland and Zendaya and, and other people there in the Spider Man universe. So that's my pick. Ten. Um, yeah, I think over the years she's gotten better. Yes, and like just more confident. I think overall in her ability. So yeah, I, I think that'd be a good one. Okay. Plus Thanks. whether or not the average person knows who that character is, Marvel's got a good track record of rolling out these individuals you know nothing of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it could be interesting. Well, I like it. I, I was going to go with Jennifer Holland, but we said movies, so I had to make the adjustment because I liked her in, in Peacemaker 
And although she is, oh, but I mean, it could have qualified because she is in the Suicide Squad as that character. But I think Blake Lively is going to bring you a little more attention right now than Jennifer Holland. Um, but I think Jennifer Holland is going to get, is certainly going to get there. I think another season of Peacemaker or her appearing in another Suicide Squad movie will get her there because she's damn good in that role. She is. James Gunn's a lucky man. She's a pretty woman. So, um, all right. So then my number nine is uh, Jolo Maradueña, who is playing Blue Beetle, upcoming Blue Beetle, uh, as Nova. All from Nova Corps? Yeah. Okay. Is that a, is that a punt or no? Or no? no, no, no. It's okay. not. I, I couldn't come up with someone I liked for Nova. Okay. Well, I mean, because he's essentially still like, you know, he's still on the, on the uh, Cobra Kai show, even though he's looking a little long in the tooth for playing a teenager necessarily, I think you could still somewhat qualify in this situation as the teenager who gets the, uh, it gets the powers uh, uh, there and becomes uh, Nova, you know, and, mm-hmm. and represents Nova. And a lot of people have been clamoring to see Nova in the MCU. Uh, Adam Warlock is coming. We know that already. Um, and so having Nova come in, I think would be an interesting choice. Having it be a Latino kid, would be an interesting choice as well. And so, and I like Zerla Maradueña as an actor from Cobra Kai, and I'm looking forward to his Blue Beetle. So this would be another chance to kind of expand what he can do. And since he's kind of in his 20s, I think, uh, early 20s, the body is starting to pick up muscle. And so he could get into some really good shape uh, to play the role of Nova as well. Uh, so you'd sympathize with him as a teenager and then becoming that last member of the Nova core type thing. And you could even weave him into guardians of the galaxy, obviously from the first movie um, dealing with the Nova core. So he could go toe to toe with any of them comedy wise. Cause I think the kids got the chops as an actor to play the comedy in a scene. So uh, I think he'd be a great choice. Yeah. I think that's a good one for, uh, for Nova. Yeah. Plus you already have the vibrancy of, uh, the Tim Gunn version of Marvel. So James, he Gunn. Would, or probably yeah, James Gunn, <laughs> Tim Gunn just walks love, around the universe I, saying, make it work. This is your I, make it work moment. Oh, is, is you're going out with, is that what you're wearing? Is that, are we mm, convince me? Convince he could me. be the Edna mode of the Marvel universe. I would love it. And My he's God. just designing costumes. If they found a way to weave Tim Gunn into the MCU, that would be fucking awesome. Oh, I'd love it. A huge fan. Huge fan of Tim Gunn. Yeah, I liked him too. <laughs> but uh, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like that for Nova. I I struggled to come up with, you know, someone. I I was looking at movies that had released. Right, 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 right. right. Although I did include one that's upcoming as part of, but I didn't go as far as uh, Blue Beetle. Well, I I do that because. When you look back at the um, at the DC movies, everyone's old, man. Like I know that's the that was the other problem. Is like I'd like to cast some younger individuals, and just like, well, I mean, technically this this person is young by comparison to all these other actors, but that movie was from two thousand and seven. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to kind of you know Sasha Kaye, Leslie uh, Grace, Rachel Zegler coming up in Shazam. So there's you know there are people that I'm I was looking at uh, that are younger with movies that haven't quite come out yet, but I thought I'd go with Jolo on this one because it seemed to fit um, what I was going for. So, all right, then my number eight, this is a kind of out of the box choice. There's a character in the X-Men universe that I can't remember if we've seen in the X-Men movies, 
and I don't I think we've seen his wife. We haven't seen him, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> and that's Banshee. Uh, we've seen Banshee. We have seen Banshee. Who? who uh, first Banshee? class. In first class? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Well, I'll look since, it up. Since we're saying that one is, they're not coming back. I'd like to still make this qualify. Go ahead. Um, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Having a black man play an Irish man as Banshee, I think would be super interesting in the Marvel Universe. And it's certainly a way to bring a character that a lot of people know in the X-Men universe in terms of the comics, but hasn't gotten really any love in the X-Men movies. I mean, the fact that I don't fucking remember him being in the, any of the movies, that tells you how little... I just remember him flying with the wings and he was doing the sonic, man! Right. And that was like propelling him off the ground. But yeah, I looked it up. He was in X-Men First Class. Okay. But it wasn't that big of a deal in the movie. No. So to me, that tells me, you know, and Moira McTaggart is his wife, I believe, in the comics, uh, Rose Burns' character. But they turned that into a love interest for Professor X. So that's a whole other thing. So I think it could be fascinating to have Yaya Abdul-Mateen as Banshee um, and really kind of turn it on its head, you know. And I don't know if he can do an Irish accent, but I'd be willing to give him the chance to see if he could, uh, to see what he could do with this character. Um because he's such a damn good actor. Yeah, so. I I wanted to pair him with Margot Robbie to do Cloak and Dagger, but they're already mm. doing a Cloak and Dagger. Mm. And I was like, oh, this would be a great Cloak and Dagger. And then I didn't think about him again once I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they mm. are doing that. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah that yeah. that's releasing. Because I always liked that comic as a kid. I didn't yeah. read it all that often, but when I did, it just it was a, a different change of pace. Yeah, totally. So man. I'm looking forward to to that show. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he's... he's Interesting. It sucks that Manta is his character in DC and Aquaman because that was just somewhat a dud. It is. Yeah. And his costume design, I'm all for the outlandish. It just looked ridiculous, though. The massive helmet. Like, there's a point at which you you don't need to pay perfect homage to the comic books themselves. Yeah. There are certain things that work in print that just aren't going to work on screen and vice versa. It'd be some of the stuff you do on screen is just too dull vivid you know visually for a comic book uh but yeah he's great yeah yeah um okay so what's your seven my man uh my seven another underutilized handsome man Ooh, from dc which is chris pine yes and i thought of a couple different for him okay but the the one i settled on was uh bullseye the daredevil Ooh, nice choice Cast him against type. Okay. I've only really seen him kind of play a villain, what, once or twice? Yeah. I mean, you could argue Hell or High Water, a little on the edge, a little on the line. A little bit. There was that one with uh, Tandy Newton that came out uh, where they're both espionage. He's a bad guy given the circumstances. They're all kind of bad people given the circumstances, though. Yeah. Uh, But, like, full on. Let's just make him a villain. Yeah. And... You'd hope it'd be like the Kevin Spacey in Seven, where he's covered until there's a reveal. Although, if you see those eyes and whatnot, you're going to figure it out, even under a mask, pretty quick. <laughs> that it's Chris Pine, more than likely. But it just he's underutilized thus far in the yeah. DC uh, universe. So let's bring him over. And at this point, he's a little too old to be a lead you know, hero, because... If they're going to cast you, they need you for 10 years. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you could do a one-off villain. Yeah. I'm I'm all for this. Right. The, the, um so yeah, I'd like to see him uh, as a bullseye and not the ridiculous uh Colin Farrell. And God, I love Colin Farrell. That's just a misstep, but <laughs> just give him a costume. And instead of having the things, the bullseye actually scarred into his head, just put it on the mask like we've seen in comics before. Dude, I wish I wish I had a show where I was famous enough to get celebrities consistently to come on the show, because I think it would be great to sit and watch those scenes with Colin Farrell and be like, what are you thinking now? Looking back on this stuff, like what what, what were you thinking? Like, where were you at inside your head? What choice would you make now? (laughs) Would I you think you'd be a, a fucking great bullseye now. I, I think oh yeah, phenomenal now. But like, that was a young man still kind of relying on the tricks type thing, as opposed to someone who actually can give it more life and have those moments come out organically from him. So, and too, it's like this is a big project, and yeah, right. We're gonna do this makeup on your forehead to make it look like a scar. Would you come in now and be like, don't you think that looks ridiculous? Can't we? We should think of something else. Have more input into yeah. what you're actually doing. You know, I've seen people try to defend that movie. Apparently, there's no movie that was ever made that was bad, Matt. There's just no movie that was ever made yeah. universally bad. I see people defend Howard the Duck. I've seen people defend Superman Four. I've seen people defend Spider-Man Three. It's just my. It's just. It's just kind of hilarious to me, Matt. It's okay that there are bad superhero movies. It's okay. Yeah. We can live. We'll and it's live. fine if you like yes. a movie that everybody else thinks is trash. Yeah. I mean. But yeah, I like the inflammatory tweets of, I think it's about time we all recognize that this yeah, is a good yeah. movie and you're wrong. And you're like, no. And then they'll get like, if it trends high enough to where I see it, because yeah, it's always yeah. some person I've never met. And there's like 47,000 likes. And you're like, well, there's 47,000 morons right there. We can just start weeding the genetic pool right here. Uh, at the very least, take away their right to vote. But, uh, yeah, I know. There's always going to be fans, no matter how bad the movie is. It's true. It's true. It's true. But they don't even call it guilty pleasure. They try to actually legitimately tell you. See, this is the thing is. Transformers films are guilty pleasures. They're fun films. They're guilty pleasures. I know they're not great films. They're fun to just watch for me. But I'm not going to out- go out there and go, you guys aren't getting the inner narrative that is going on and the comment, the social commentary that Michael Bay is saying in these oh. movies. Like, for God's sakes. So when people come and try to pitch that with some of these terrible movies, I'm like, no, no. We all fucking saw what you think we didn't see. And we thought it was done terribly. So we're moving on. I I saw someone. I won't say uh, the movie. Okay. Just because we both are not fans of this movie. <laughs> okay. And they were like, "Look, in that scene, it's not about the thing that you hate. It's about everything else that's going on." And then they're pointing to like, notice the lighting on this section over here. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the whole point of the scene is the action that's going on. That's the entirety of the point of the scene. Don't sell me on. Oh, well, the costume designer's choice of shoelaces is reflective of, dude, you are clutching at straws. <laughs> uh, 
I hate that. It's just like yeah. you're interpreting the wrong thing and be like, there's there's only one way to interpret this. <laughs> they were overt in their point in this scene. Are there subtexts in other scenes in this movie? Yes. Do I think those subtexts fail? A hundred percent. And that's the thing. If if we're not getting the subtext, or if we think the fa- subtext fails, I mean, wh- what do you think you're going to say for those of us who are seasoned uh, analysts of these things that is going to convince us or change our minds about it? Or and do you think we have never thought about? It? I, I love a writer who thinks you guys, y'all, never thought of it this way. And it's like, dude. I'm glad you finally turned 25. We've all been looking at it for a number of generations. It doesn't mean you shouldn't write it. And if you get paid to write it and the website lets you write it, knock yourself out. Sure. Don't get upset. People who are a little older than you point out, hey, we've been saying this for a while. Here are the articles where we discussed it 10 years ago. Dot, dot, dot. You know, and it's not to say that you couldn't have a fresh perspective or something where you reframe the discussion that is entirely possible. So yeah. put it out into the world, but yeah, I agree. I'm all for dissenting opinion, but when it's you're a moron because you don't agree with my terrible opinion, be like, right. well, that, well, I agree that your opinion is terrible. About that? <laughs> uh, all right. But yeah, just more Chris Pine. I always like Chris Pine. Yeah. I like Chris Pine too. I figure for a one-off villain, he doesn't really have the characteristics for a lot of villains. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, well, someone like Bullseye, I could easily buy him in. Oh, he could be fun in that role for sure. Yeah, I could see him relishing it. And you don't need to be some big over huge physical presence. It's not like he's got to do the Chris Pratt losing 50 pounds in six months and just getting jacked for Guardians to play this because... You're an assassin with a gun, so you can be really any kind of size or shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, um, all right. So, so that's my seven. What's your six? So my six. Yeah. And I apologize. I have one extra villain on there. I missed him when I was looking earlier. Oh, no worries. Okay. So the I did this twice, just so you know. Okay. Like two the villain. Is that what no. Okay, okay. I have a villain, and then I have a multiple choice. All different ideas and styles. All right. So my villain choice is Apocalypse. Which has already been done. What was it done in? Oscar Isaac. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) So so that eliminates one of your... That's uh, that's how bad that movie is. Well, look, you just did X-Men First Class Banshee. Are you going to compare Banshee to Apocalypse? It literally is called X-Men Apocalypse. I didn't even think about it because it was so awful. And I was like, they've never done Apocalypse when I was looking at the list of... I just pulled up the Wikipedia article of every Marvel villain. I was like, they've never done Apocalypse because that was so not Apocalypse (laughs) that I don't even count that as fucking Apocalypse. That's how bad that movie is. Well, you said this is a multiple choice, so now we default to the other choice, right? If we're removing Apocalypse. No, no, no. I have three actors. (laughs) Four, depending on the way that you want to go. Okay. Well, which okay, go ahead. You want to name them all, and then which one are you going to choose? Though you got to choose one. I got, I got my choice. Okay, okay, go ahead. But here are the three. Okay. So yeah, yeah, because I lost him on Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good choice. And I was I like, like it. I like that. You'd be good, Apocalypse. Uh, the Rock. Oh yeah, nice choice. Or we go a CGI Josh Brolin esque. What about this? Ooh. George Clooney. 
Oh, Clooney is interesting. Although, man, would you trust him at this age to play Apocalypse? I mean, Apocalypse if it's CGI, it's yeah. Oh, so, you mean to do the voice? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like maybe of the facial characteristics, like Thanos has Josh Brolin's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then it's just a CGI character, and they have somebody walking around on set with like the little ping pong balls, yeah. so you know where the eye line is, and you bring George Clooney back, and he's just he's. The older he gets, the more gravelly that voice gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that would be an interesting casting. I, I kind of like that idea, to be honest with you. Because if you're going with an older Apocalypse who's been around a while, um, and I don't mean centuries, I mean he's been having these wars with the X-Men for a while. It's a it's a more seasoned, older Apocalypse with more weight and heft. And Clooney has, you know, been essentially semi-retired as an actor, even though he's got a new movie coming out with Julia Roberts, he doesn't go and do a lot of things. So it would be fun to see him come back and play a role like this. Um, yeah, he's here. doing some like motion capture and yeah. uh, voiceover, and that's about it. Doesn't have to be on set all the time. Right. That's why I'm just with the idea of Thanos. Well, that's Josh Brolin, but it's not Josh Brolin. Right, right, of course. So we could replicate this. I don't know if they would do it because they've already had Thanos. Right, right. Um, but the idea of bringing Clooney in to play a heavy, to me, was interesting. That's good. I like that. Um, okay, so then my number seven um, is Margot Robbie as Sin. And... Sin is the daughter of the Red Skull. In essence, the daughter of the Red Skull. And since okay. we're not going to have Red Skull with Hugo Weaving, and no offense to Ross Marquand, who does a great Red Skull imitation mm-hmm. in Infinity yeah. War and Endgame, I can't see him being an actual chilling villain like um, Red Skull is in Hugo Weaving's hand. So how do you replace Red Skull without replacing Red Skull? Well, you have his daughter, and this could be very interesting with her having some anger towards the Avengers for what happened to her dad. Um, and it could be because what because essentially he gives her her powers in the comics. He finds her as some I think it's the daughter of a peasant woman or something, kills the peasant woman, wants to throw the baby into the water, is talked out of it. Then the baby is essentially trained by one of his minions a horrific uh, another horrific villain who's a woman and trains her and eventually as red skull is dying he gives her his powers and ages her up to adulthood so she is able to survive all this time um and so it would be very fascinating to see margot robbie as the red skull energy she doesn't have the red skull necessarily so you could maintain her looking like margot robbie but it would be fun to have that energy in the MCU back again because a lot of people feel like that was a shame what happened to Red Skull and that character. And Hugo Weaving saying he won't come back to do it. So um, I think that's a way out of doing it. And it's an interesting character. Um, and it could be fun um, to have her energy in the MCU as well, as well as she does with uh, Harley Quinn in uh, DC. So, that's yeah, it was such a waste of Red Skull. Yep. Um. I yeah, I don't know anything about sin, so yeah. yeah, this could be interesting. I didn't read uh Captain America. I didn't Yeah. I liked him in Avengers issues, but even then I think the movies better encapsulate why you need a cap. Right. 
than the comics ever did for me. I was always like, yeah, 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 he's fine, and moved on to the individuals that I liked more, Spider-Man, Iron Man, uh, Wolverine, yeah, Hulk. Uh, well, she's she kills Captain America in the Civil War storyline with crossbones. So it could be okay. fascinating to introduce her in a movie where she kills the old Captain America, like Chris Evans coming back in the makeup to be killed off in essence. And the new Captain America, um, Sam Wilson with Bucky have to go and find her and crossbones. So Margot Robbie and Frank Grillo versus Sebastian Stan and um, Anthony Mackie is kind of interesting. So just throwing it out there. I don't even remember that in Civil War, although I haven't read Civil War since I was like 10. Oh, so yeah. it's been a long, long time. <laughs> uh, at this point, I just mostly remember like specific panels from most of my favorite comics. And then some I remember the overall arc of the story. Right, right, right. But it's been just ages. Yeah, uh, yeah I do not remember Cap dying at the hands of Crossbones and Sin. Yeah. And I don't even remember the character of Sin. So it's good. <laughs> Welcome to older age. Um, all right, so then my number six is Modoc as well, but it's Michael Shannon as Modoc. Okay, I have I, Michael Shannon for something else. Okay, okay, but we can talk Modoc now. Yeah, I mean, I this is such an interesting character, and Shannon rarely gets to do comedy, but when he does, it's very interesting. Like in Groundhog Day and other, and a couple other uh, films he's been in, he knows how to do comedy when he wants to. So having him come in as essentially a form of Zod, but that keeps, you know, fucking up or looking over uh, these tiny details that end up tripping him tripping him down the road, I think would be very interesting. And his face as MODOK kind of works. A little bit, so yeah. That's my choice. Yeah, that's why I like kind of like Scoot. Mm-hmm. His his head seems like a good fit for MODOK a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I also thought about Danny DeVito for MODOK. <laughs> And that would be full body. Well, they get yeah, but they de-aged because it's all going to be CGI anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. It's a great way to bring Devito back. Uh, but yeah, Shannon does have kind of the squarish head yeah. to steal from a joke I saw on Twitter. Uh, Funko Pop ish <laughs> head. Yeah. Well, it wasn't about him. It's about uh, Steve. What's his name from Stranger Things? Oh, yeah. The, and uh, people the are like, why wouldn't, you know, God, he would make a great Spider-Man. Why don't we, you know, make this happen? Right. And somebody was like, man, you put the mask on him. He's just going to look like a Funko Pop. <laughs> and then they had four pictures of him without the mask, just, you know, close two shot or a one shot oh, of their head, of his head. And you're like, so fuck, evil. yeah, he would totally look like a Funko Pop. So evil, man. So that, is, that is evil. <laughs> He's doing all right, though. Oh, So yeah. it's fine. He's doing his thing. He looks like he might be one of the two to possibly three Stranger Things people that have a thriving career outside of Stranger Things. Do you think he dies? The, I mean, as we're, as we're recording this, the finale drops tomorrow. Uh, yes, which I will be watching. Yeah, me Did too. Did you ever finally catch up? Yes. Oh, yes. Dude, we tore th- I made her. I made her tear through it over two days. Like, I browbeat my girlfriend into watching all seven episodes over two days. Because as I've said in the past, she likes to be a bit of a Nazi about this shit. And I only get two episodes a day, which drives me fucking insane. Because I like watching. If I didn't like watching things with her, Matt, I wouldn't give a fuck. But because I do, because mm-hmm. she, 
she's no, she doesn't have a YouTube channel or anything like that, but my girl's smart and she like has some really cool analysis on stuff. And so I like to watch things with her because so there's some things I miss or some things I don't quite get that she like absolutely immediately, immediately catches and talks about. So anyway, I made her because I was like, we, we were fucking watching. We're finishing this this weekend. So we watched it. It is excellent. Absolutely I'm excellent. Shocked by how much I enjoyed Me too. season so far. Shocked. Me too. Yeah. Especially because those... it was dog shit. Yeah. Especially because those episodes are long, man. Yeah. It flew by. Didn't care. Yep. When everybody was making fun of those running times and I was in agreement before I saw it, you know, like yeah. a prick judging before I actually witnessed it and then watched it, they, they flew by. Yeah. I was uh, displeased when I realized I was at the season ender or oh, the half yeah. season or whatever. I was like, ah, yeah. how long do I got to wait? A month. <laughs> Although I do think it would, you know, be smart for Netflix to shift to the once a week release schedule. Oh, yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. Certain shows. Especially Their that. catalog is getting thinner and thinner and thinner yeah. as other streaming services pull back what is theirs. You're not wrong. Yeah. So let's start. Spreading yeah. this out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one a week. Give yeah, one a week. Analyze it, react to it, break but, it down. Yeah. It sucks that Modoc is in a stop motion, and that's probably as far as he may ever get. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, I loved him in the comics. What a weird, yeah. fantastic villain. Yeah, unusual cat for sure. And I, I, and I, I thought show wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But I thought it wasn't bad. I thought Patton was doing a great job with the character for the tone of the show. I thought he did a nice job. I watched a couple episodes and mm. it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't get sucked into the rest. So, you know, maybe it gets better as it goes, which tends to happen with comedies. True. True. Um, all right. So there you go. That's our yeah. thoughts. Uh, should we take a break, Matt? Yeah, we'll take a quick break here. This word from our sponsor and be right back in just a moment. There we have it. Now we're getting into our top fives. Okay. So at five, I have a long rumored character that as far as I know is never actually, there's there's nothing in the mix. Okay. And I probably picked an actor that is too old. Okay. But I'm going with Ewan McGregor for Gambit. <laughs> oh, man. So there was the Channing Tatum for years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that never got off the ground. Yeah. Ewan's could be too old, but it doesn't mean you couldn't do like an old man gambit type of thing. Old man gambit. I think that is a comic book line. I wouldn't be surprised. Set it down in New Orleans uh, area down because that's where they, he's kind of from. Right. It's a cool character. You know, because he was in Birds of Prey. So it's just like, wow. Well, you know. Yeah. You had a one-off villain over there. Let's flip you like over and make you a good guy on this side. He's already aligned with Disney. Yes, true. Very true. So get easily be like, hey, like you take a meeting about this over here. Fast. Sure. And I think Gambit is a cool character that's unique compared to the vast majority of other superheroes. So it could work. I mean, it's a guy basically just imbues kinetic energy into whatever he yeah. has, turns it into a weapon. That's hence why you always see him throwing playing cards, but he can turn those basically into like bullets or missiles. It could be. I could see you in doing that with um, who would you'd have to cast an older rogue as well. Probably. Who would be a great rogue? That's a I love that decision. I think that would be fun as a challenge. 
And it certainly would be interesting. It certainly would have the novelty of not having a younger person take the role over. And this whole thing has been the subject of ridicule amongst the nerds and geeks in the fandom and in the spheres because there have been 500 different attempts to take the, to launch this thing off the ground with Channing Tatum and they've never been able to make it work. Yeah. And so um, going a completely different route with an older actor to play an older gambit who's been through all the shit, kind of like Logan um, could be really interesting. So it's no longer necessarily a young man's game. And this is more of a seasoned guy. So you don't have to go through the montage of him discovering his powers or anything. Yeah. I'd be happy to just skip right past all that. Yeah. You just have Gambit here, and maybe he's caught, you know, comes out of retirement for this mission or whatever. It could be interesting, man. I like that choice. And if we want to say another DC for Rogue, yeah. Oh, Robin Wright. Oh, right. Out of uh, uh, the Wonder Woman series. Sure, sure. Certainly showed she could t- hold her own. Yeah, age appropriate for Ewan. Yeah, I kind of like that idea, actually. If you want to mix it up, uh, Viola Davis? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what other older female, Halle Berry, that I mentioned earlier. What about Connie Nielsen, who was in... um, Sure. She's the mom in uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's possible. I could see that. She's played... uh, different roles in her life, strong roles in her life. Mm-hmm. I could see that with Ro- her as Rogue. Yeah, could be fascinating. Um, all right. So then uh, my number five um, is Gal Gadot, speaking of Wonder Woman. Sure. As Electra. Okay. Because we don't know what's happening if they're going to bring – they're certainly not bringing Jennifer Garner back as Electra. And no, that ship sailed. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to bring back the Greek actress that they used in the Netflix shows. So a great way to kind of announce Electra would be to get someone like Gal Gadot and make it a standalone film that is certainly not the Jennifer Garner film. Mm-hmm. And you're introducing her into the MCU. Maybe that's the kind of roundabout way you introduce Daredevil even more so because we've only got Matt Murdock so far. We haven't got Daredevil. It would be very oh, kind of interesting way to, to do that. You bring her in, and she plays Electra. She's already a badass. She probably looked fantastic in the costume. Um, we could see her playing as kind of a Greek connective tissue there. Um, and yeah, it could be really interesting uh, playing that character. Um, and it would be a hell of a challenge because you'd wonder: Can she bring it? Can she not bring it? Um, because you can argue uh, there have been some not-so-good films or projects since Wonder Woman that have shown the limits of what she can do. And there have been some good projects that can show that show what she can do in a positive way. So it could be an interesting thing to bring her into it. But it would certainly get eyes on the project. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of her filmography outside of Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, like, I... I didn't watch red notice or oh man that was rough exactly that's what i associate a lot of gal gadot outside of wonder woman with that reaction (laughs) like all right don't need to waste my time with that that's fine yeah but that film was one of the highest watched films on netflix so 
getting eyes on the project is a part of it. So maybe. Yeah, but I think that cast, if you go and look at the poster, the most prominently featured, if so right now, if you go on Netflix, they just have yeah. a single shot of Ryan Reynolds, and it says Red Notice. Wow. Exactly. Okay. I think that kind of tells you everything you need to know about, well, who's probably the biggest star in this? I saw it on the app last night. I don't know if yeah. it's on the website, but on the app last night, right. it was just his face in an extreme one shot. Right. And uh, maybe on the, the laptop version or the desktop version, it's the three of them. Yes, it's her in the middle in a yeah. red dress, so she stands out, and the two guys flanking her on the sides there. Um, but yeah, so but you know, I, I just I would take a chance and see if you can make it work. I don't know. Um, all right, so what's your four? Well, now I'm trying to pull up and make oh. sure that I'm not. Uh, well, they always change. Correct. There it is, right there. Yeah. Right okay. in the middle. Gotcha. With the tie going over his shoulder. That is Ryan Reynolds as Red Notice. Uh, Red Notice? Yeah. So my four? Yeah. What's your four, man? Is I don't believe there are any plans in the works. Okay. That I know of. All right. So I am choosing Pedro Pascal. Ooh. Okay. For Ghost Rider. Oh, my. Fuck you. That's a great choice. That is a great choice. It's like, where can we get Pedro into this God, world? God, that's a good choice. I'd like to, I bet you he could pull off the mania of Ghost Rider, still oh. retaining the likability that the character has, even yep. though he is borderline evil. Yep, yep, yep. Just like, he skirts that line, still technically a good guy. But <sighs> it's a great choice. And I think Pedro. Now, having basically played that character in Narcos, yeah. where he's an FBI agent, but he's also kind of skirting the law, bending the law, breaking the law yeah. in order to get the guy in the end. Very Ghost Rider-ish to me. Okay. Uh, plus, I who doesn't love Pedro? Right. Anything he does. 100%. So I'd like to see more of him. Where can we get more of him? I think this would be a good one. And maybe he could spin this into a really good franchise as opposed to the... I'll be kind and say the mediocrity of what Nick Cage gave us. Yeah, I think that's fair. Plus the kid, the actor they cast as Ghost Rider in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show was Latino. So you'd have oh, I didn't know that the connective tissue of that as well and not lose the fact that you were doing some out-of-the-box casting decisions there. And Pedro Pascal would be really interesting because, you know, you could play tortured. 100%. Um, he's obviously acted well behind a mask. So putting on the ghost or having the ghostwriter stuff, whether it's CGI or whatever on him, uh, he certainly can convey what needs to be conveyed emotionally wearing a mask. So yeah, I love that choice. That's a fucking great choice. I'm mad hey, I didn't me. think of that choice. That's a Pedro. I'll have my people talk to your people and then they'll <laughs> hang up on my people, but we will reach out. Yeah. <laughs> have them do it. Um, all right, so then my four is uh, Chris Pine as well, but sure. it's for a character named Sentry. Uh, okay, from all the right. Marvel Universe. Yeah, I like the idea of him because I mean, you when you watched um, Wonder Woman, 
at least I did when I was watching Wonder Woman. My mind is like, oh, he'd be kind of interesting as a as a Superman or as a you know another person who's a, who's a hero here, kind of going back and forth with Diana. It would be interesting. And so when I remembered that he was in Wonder Woman, I just put his name on the side. And as I was looking at the characters, kind of looked over at the list, and I was like, oh man, Pine and Sentry could be really interesting um, because he's essentially this. Uh, Marvel's Superman in a way, uh, but he's really tortured and he's got like mental health stuff. And Chris Pine certainly has delivered some really thought provoking performances and some deeper performances. Mm-hmm. And so aside from the leading man looks, you'd have a, ki- a guy who's got some character actor sensibilities that I think would uh, give Sentry some nuance that would make her make him a fascinating character to have in the MCU with a completely different point of view um, that people would gravitate to. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm all for getting Chris Pine Mm. opportunities. I think he's gotten the short shrift when it comes to this, this world of film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So sure. Century. No problem. Let's, uh, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah. Bullseye. Great. Let's get them in there. Let's do it. I'm all for oh, it. Well, let's do it. What's your what's your three? Uh, my number three is Jeffrey Wright. Ooh, nice choice. From the Batman. Yes. As Galactus. <laughs> well, he's the voice of the watcher already in what that if that shit doesn't count. We're right, not no, counting animated. TV shows. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. He's got the voice. That's what you need. Could be fascinating. Because you're gonna you're gonna model the character after the comic book. I don't know why yeah. you would deviate from that. I don't see the point of making him look like an actor. Right. I right. would prefer it. I think most fans would or whatnot, just to make it the anonymous looking Galactus from the comic book or some variation right. of that. Right. So it's about the voice. That dude's got a sonorous voice. Yep. Not wrong. So I would fully believe. Him as Galactus. Now, if you want to fit like Clooney into this one, there's another one I would take. I'd still take Jeffrey Wright over him personally. No, no. I think Jeffrey Wright's the stronger choice. Uh, Nothing against Clooney. I just think he's a stronger choice. Plus, I'd just like to see Galactus actually make an appearance outside of the crappy Silver Surfer. (sighs) Yeah. Get like a legitimate Galactus and the ridiculous that the guy is the size of five planets Galactus. I think he's slowly moving the MCU out into space, like to get to Galactus. Like I, I think he didn't want to just bring in Galactus just True. like with Thanos, right? You had to kind of build up to Thanos. I think he's slowly building up to Galactus. Um, yes. Are we going street level with all these people come in and absolute moon night, what have you? It's all street level, but we're also heading out into space. Certainly Thor love and thunder has already been teased as being in space. Captain Marvel two is supposed to be occurring more in space. So, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming, which is obviously in space. So they're pushing out. And I don't know how much in space Ms. Mar- the Marvels is with Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel and Spectrum, in essence. Sure. So <clears throat> I think they're slowly late. And, the, and certainly cele- um, the Eternals or Eternals, you know, way out in space with some of the things they presented. So I think yeah. slowly just laying the groundwork and filling out space until we get to Galactus as the main bad down the road. You know, even Kang, 
and uh god who else yeah kang is a space thing mm-hmm. so you know, yeah we've already gotten hint we're getting kang yeah right because we got him in at the end of yeah oh. so there's expansions happening and i think it'll be fascinating to see that so oh yeah that's a good choice i like jeffrey Wright. all right oh. so that's my number three okay so then my three is jason momoa okay as beta ray bill Oh, the uh, Thor? Yeah, because okay. he's the original guy who got the hammer before Thor was Beta Ray Bill. So it would be so, and you know, he's just got, he's got this demeanor. And if, you, if you've seen Momoa in C versus Momoa in Aquaman, it's two different versions, two different portrayals, right? Because mm-hmm. Aquaman is more sarcasm, some occasional jokes, whatever. We see it's much more serious. Uh, and so seeing him come in as a beta ray bill that takes the job a little more seriously, but also sees himself as above Thor, above Hemsworth, I think Momoa could go toe-to-toe with Hemsworth and make it seem as if Momoa is the alpha male compared to Hemsworth. Uh, and I think that would be fun to see with a beta ray bill, to be honest with you. And you know Thor now- would be jealous that beta ray shows up because beta ray is the original you know um do you go with the comic book stylings of beta ray bill because if you do then why cast momoa yeah i mean i think you could have it where he takes the thing off so it's ma- it's more of a helmet rather than he's another species i don't know just an idea okay if not then yeah i see your point I still think it would work kind of like Bradley Cooper with rocket raccoon and uh, yeah, but we know Bradley's a good actor. I'm not saying Momo is bad, but but yeah, 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 his physical presence helps really sell him as Aquaman. Right, right, right. So if you, if you strip that away, yeah, is his acting ability and in, in charm and whatnot going to be able to come through just in a voice performance like a Bradley Cooper and Rocket? I want to believe that it could, right, right, right. But I, I haven't seen it, and Bradley do done both. a bunch of diversity of acting outside of. Could he do both? Could he be physically in the outfit, saying the lines, and then you go back and have him record the lines, so he's doing both? I don't know. Possibly, yeah. Or you do like you said the Josh Brolin thing. Where you make it kind of look like his face, even though it's a horse. Yeah, it looks like a horse's skull. Face kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like his energy as Beta Ray Bill, and I think it would be very interesting to have. Yeah, and I think your point of him being a good uh, counterpoint to Hemsworth would work. Yeah. You could totally see him getting jealous. Yeah. Right, yeah. One of the the few... uh, individuals that could stack up to Hemsworth in that regard. Right. Like right. physically looks wise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Agree. All right. So what's your two? Uh, so my two is the other one where we got a multiple choice. Okay. Um, it's for Kingpin. So do you have Kingpin? I do not have Kingpin. No. All right. Cause we, he's come back. And well, on the television show, right. We'll be in the MCU, I think, but maybe we not. Don't, I don't, we know. don't know that. It hasn't been officially cast yet, as far as I know. <laughs> well, 
the the shows are canon. You know that, right? In the MCU. Yeah, but they're not bringing. Once again, television doesn't count. First off, well, and say that's that's what we. Yeah, you're we, right. You're right. We said. So you think if they go another route with Kingpin, let's say D'Onofrio is not D'Onofrio's out. The MCU Kingpin. All right. And we're going to bring in a DC actor to do it. Stuff happened at the end of Hawkeye that could make you think that's possible. So go ahead. Mm, A show I did not watch. Oh, okay. Uh, Here are my choices. Okay. Ben Affleck. Mm. So... Having fought Kingpin and Daredevil way back when, now you're going to have him come back as, as Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And after Old Man Batman, yeah. and he's kind of you, you could see him as that larger. He's not as big as Kingpin. Yeah. Very yeah. few people are. Fortunately, you know Mike Clark Duncan's of the world don't fall off of trees, so True. True. can't just grow those anywhere. Those are singular human beings. Yeah. You could put a Momoa here, but I wrote down. De Niro from Joker. <laughs> okay. Okay. Schwarzenegger. Wait, he doesn't even look the size. What would you do? Yeah, but he's got the, he could embody the fear that you would, you would need from a person of that. So the Kingpin just could be the stature of the individual okay. and the command the respect he commands from the underworld. So it could be almost like a legendary, like what they, what William Wallace says. Oh yeah, you know, if I was, you know, and I've heard, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. All and all, yeah, okay. Great spin. Okay. Um, Schwarzenegger. Oh God, God help us all. Old yeah. man Schwarzenegger, come on. Or uh, uh, Tamura Morrison. Oh, interesting. I like the Tamura choice. Yeah, he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> And he's physical, but it's just like, if you want more of a physical size, there's Schwarzenegger. If you want more of an imposing personality, you've got De Niro. And I think the hodgepodge of all of them is probably Affleck. Affleck would be interesting. He's probably my number one choice. He can certainly get big. So, and I could see him going toe-to-toe with um, Charlie Cox. Yeah. So, yeah. And being bigger than Charlie Cox. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh, choice. I like that choice. Technically, as far as I know, Kingpin has not been cast. No. They what? will be bringing it back around. I don't know what's going to happen with Kingpin. Don't. I I would assume D'Onofrio is not going to be making the leap to movies because it almost seemed like Marvel was relenting on Cox. Mm. The pressure, you mean? Yeah, just from fans and everybody saying he was awesome because Bring we haven't back. heard anything about Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Right, 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 right. So okay. I would assume they might, although I think the they did a great job on all those castings, but yeah, you know, maybe they don't feel like they would translate to movies, whatever. I don't know. Right. He does show up in Hawkeye. So, but we don't know what the end result's going to be of that. So it's a fair point. Um, all right. So then my number two is also Ben Affleck, but he's going to play Wonder Man. Okay. Simon Williams, um, a actor, Hollywood stuntman, and businessman who thinks highly of himself. So I think it would be a lot of fun to have Affleck just turn the knob to 11 and have him be this cocky, 
guy who was i mean like what you've seen in uh, goodwill hunting what you've seen in a couple of his uh, earlier films when he was younger when he had that little swagger of his um i think it would be fun to bring that in to a character like simon williams and the fact that he's like an older guy so he is maybe on the tail end of being a stuntman sees this possibility of being a superhero because of his abilities and uh, makes the adjustment. And then it's about like, how do people really accept him being a superhero considering what he's been before? Do they want to let him in their ranks considering he's a well-known person or at least somewhat well-known and what have you? How does that cause friction? And he in a way could be like another version of Tony Stark that comes into the MCU because of his money and his, uh, business sense, but not necessarily his intelligence, um, but wanting everything to be about him, making the sarcastic comments, or whatever. So I think it could be a lot of fun to see Ben Affleck kind of relax into a role and have some fun with it um, with something like Wonder Man. I mean, that's intriguing. I I would be curious if he took the project. I would love it if he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they're um, kicking it around. They announced it the other day that they're looking at a series for Wonder Man, a Disney Plus series, but they haven't said if it's going to be a Disney Plus series or a movie. So they're just kind of kicking around the idea of bringing Wonder Man into the MCU. And, I mean, it, it to me, they're heading towards West Coast Avengers. It's undeniable what they're doing. You know? Sure. The White Vision, um, if Wonder Man comes in. I mean, Hawkeye has said he wants to come back at Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. So there's all kinds of possibilities, I think, as they're heading towards West Coast Avengers. Um, and Wonder Man is a part of West Coast Avengers. So I mean, with Ben Affleck, again, it's another way to get eyes on the project. Um, yeah. Okay. So what's your number one? Uh, my number one. Um, so when I put the list together last night, mm. I didn't know that technically plans may have been leaked for what Marvel intends to do with the character on Howard Stern yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know that till this you morning. Believe, I mean, if you believe, I don't know. Do you who knows? Stern? I mean, why would you launch anything off his show? No offense to well, Howard. Well, supposedly Howard. it was supposed to be a hot oh, mic yeah. situation that wasn't supposed to go out on air oh, is the right. explanation I heard. But I chose Dr. Doom. Yeah. And I went with Michael Shannon. That's a great choice for Dr. Doom. That's just... That's ready made, man. Yeah, hundred percent done. Okay, easy casting. Let's move yeah. on because the other ones are going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I could easily see him pulling off. If he's got to do an accent, sure, sure. But just this tormented soul, um, who has the hyper intelligence and now also the all the fun toys on right. top of that. Right. But yeah, I could easily see him just slipping very easily into the role of Doctor Doom. Yeah. Oh, please. Taylor made Taylor made for yeah. Shannon to do his thing. Um, yeah, he'd be great now. And then you'd have to figure out, okay, now how do you cast the fantastic four when you have that person as Dr. Doom? And do great they let him live? Do they let him live to Shannon? They ki- I mean, uh, they, have to. they kill off all these villains all the time in the MCU. Yeah. I just, maybe they learned their lesson from that. Cause doom pretty much always manages to find a way out. Right. And he's the leader of a country. Yeah, his made up Eastern yeah. Bloc. Yeah. I can't remember what it is, but you know. Yeah. Sounds like a break off of the former Ottoman Empire, and it's just now this small little fiefdom. Yeah. 
that would be a tax haven in today's modern society. So a bunch of corporations just parked their money there to the Cayman Islands of Europe. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. But yeah, Michael Shannon, Doom, done. Okay. Sometimes casting is just that easy, kids. <laughs> it's just that easy, folks. Um, okay, so then my number one is the punt from earlier. Is Henry Cavill as Captain Britain? Talk about casting that just I mean, that's just no. Uh, I don't. What do you call that? It's that's brain. Uh, no brainer. No brainer. It's a no brainer to cast Henry Cavill as Captain Britain. Um, you know, it, the accent, the look, the tight fitting outfit, all of it would work so well to have him be Captain Britain. What does what do you think ends up on the West Coast Avengers for a little while? Um, it would be fun to see him uh, being a part of the MCU and mm-hmm. getting the respect he is clearly not getting from Warner Brothers uh, because he's yes. not coming back to play Superman again. It's in my opinion he's not coming back um, yeah, unless with- unless Zazalov is going to completely upend the MCU. I'm mean, sorry, the DCU. I don't see him coming back as Superman. So why not give him another great role to play here? He's British. Let him use his natural accent um, and have it be an awesome character. And all those DC fans who've wanted to see him back as a superhero now will like gravitate to this film and see if he, he kicks ass as a Captain Britain. So it would be fun. Yeah, he was the only primary yeah. that I cast in the MCU. Right. So you found interesting projects for gal and for momoa Mm. and whatnot i was like they have theirs but cavill never yes technically he got man of steel but then his follow-up was basically ben affleck's movie as a debut so it just steals your thunder and then after that you're part of an ensemble and we never really got a true superman follow-up after man of steel was easily my favorite superman movie right uh so you had to find something for him. Look, if you guys can't appreciate how charming and, and magnetic this dude is, have MCU take over for him. Yep. Yeah. And uh, find something. I'm happy like to that, see it. It's like that old sports adage, right, Matt? He's the kind of coach. Kevin Feige's the kind of coach that can take his team and beat your team and take your team and beat his team. That's the kind of coach Kevin Feige is. And I think Cavill is like, it would be even more... Was that well, your Bobby Bowden? Was that what that was? No, it's a uh, who was that? Bear Bryant. I think they said that about oh, Bear okay. Bryant. Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of thing where you see, and you're like, oh yeah, he could totally kill it in this role. And Feige would know exactly how to use him in the MCU, you know. And imagine a, a world where Momoa, Cavill, Hemsworth are all ball, bu- and I can't think of another fourth larger dude that are all ball busting each other in the Marvel universe. It would just be hilarious about their manhood and shit. Yeah. Just- Cause we've seen him go like toe to toe with Tom Cruise. Right. He can easily get along with another type of yeah. individual of that size and still hold his own. Yeah. God, he's just so misused. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, he, he, him being in the Witcher tempts me to watch that show. It's just so dense. I don't know if it'll be my kind of show. But I watched the first episode and I was like, I don't know if this is my cup of tea. <laughs> but they've gotten what what are they filming season three? Yeah, season three. Yeah, so yeah. clearly it's got a hell of a fan base. It does. It does. Uh maybe one day I will 
revisit, but I did try to watch it with Catherine and she does not care for any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Fantasy stuff. Yeah. Any kind of fantasy or sci-fi or yeah. a lot of fun shit. She's just like, no, like, all right, fair enough. At least Catherine watched it. Lindley walked out the door. She would walk out the room. If I yeah. Knew. She tried one. Well, we'll try anything. Like she's now watched two of Star Trek. The oh, new Star Trek. Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's, yeah, she, she doesn't hate it or anything, but she's like, if we got nothing else, that's fine. <laughs> but it is the option of last resort for her. Did you guys watch the, do you guys have Britbox? No. Uh, but we, we can watch a lot of stuff through various. What? Okay. Okay. Cause that, uh, reformer, whatever one, the one with Martin Freeman, he's playing the Liverpool cop. Um, I, I recommend that. that. I recommend that one. It's pretty fucking brutal. Uh, okay. It's a damn good show. Um, yeah. Becoming right. Elizabeth. If you haven't watched that three Which, episodes oh, in, it's that's good. right. Becoming Elizabeth. I've got to put that on the list for us. Um, but you know, strange things is tomorrow, so that's going to be our you know, Friday and Saturday. You got to pick your battles. It's not like this fucking <laughs> Tudor's period piece is going anywhere. So yeah, true. It's not and like there's going to be new information like Stranger Things. It's like you know where the story's going. <laughs> she's into the old man. We're loving the old man right now. Ah, uh, Catherine is like that's right above Star Trek. Yeah, is the old man. <laughs> Last night that was the only two things we had, and she was like. What did we watch? Star Trek last? Let's watch Old Man. I'm like, really? I'm like it. Do I buy Jeff Bridges being able to pull off this action? No. But I like the story. I like the story a lot. I I like the character setup. Yeah. And this Afghan backstory, all that jazz. I like that. I like his. I like his. Yeah, he's got. It's like if Sling Blade had a cousin. (laughs) He's had this genetic. Jaw thing. Well, I can just get out of your hair if you want. It's oh, it's so good. It's so good. And Lithgow, seventy-six years old, still as yeah. Ruthless. I buy him in that role. Yeah, he's good in that role. I got my theories on what's going on, but I, I haven't read the I haven't read the book. But this looks, yeah, I, I'm loving it. Absolutely fucking loving it, man. It's one of the best of the of the old actors coming in to do these kinds of roles uh, mm-hmm. type projects that I've seen in quite some time. So I'm liking him in this role. And uh, I'm looking forward to Stallone and uh, the Tulsa King. That preview looked good, too, on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, I haven't seen that one. All right. Yeah. He's Something taking else over. to look forward to. Yeah, they're sending, he's part of a uh, kind of a mafia crew, and they send him to Tulsa to take over Tulsa. And he's like, Tulsa? And like, you're going to Tulsa. And so it, it, this idea of him playing, trying to figure out Tulsa as he's trying to run the shit for the for his mob crew is fucking it looks great 30 seconds and eventually yeah. he realizes he's getting too old for this shit <laughs> shit and then shit. that's that's what season two is about yeah him trying to get out you know um all right well there you go that's our two separate lists matt how do we possibly tr- should we just let it lie or do you really- i think we let it yeah i was about to suggest yeah. that myself it's just like okay. i don't know if we could do that on this one all right the first you know it's kind of a rarity yeah. Once every once in a few years we do it's a blue moon know? situation. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully uh, we gave you all a lot to think about, a lot to consider. I thought Matt came up with some really good stuff. Um Yeah, I think both of them. And I also came up with some duds. You know what I mean? It happens. Well, it's part it of the creative process. Exactly. That's how you know you're doing something right. Uh, um, what are we, we gonna got say? Uh, yeah. Mr. Hasso's list? Oh yeah, let's let's hear the Hasso's list. And he says, Hey guys, thank you. Very much for accepting my topic. I did stick with actors from only the DCEU since pulling from TV and previous films just made the pool a bit too deep. It was deep. 
Uh, I ordered my uh, list so that the higher they are on the list, uh, the more wasted they were in by DC in film. So here we oh, go. Interesting. Okay. At 10, he's got Carla Gugino. Okay. As uh, Keylor floating pod in MOS. So he has Carla Gugino as Silver Sable. Okay. Yeah. Like what I said, Silver Sable. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, he said, this one's kind of a cheat because she's just a voice, but I'll go with Carla Gugino. Okay. Uh, yes, kids. We can watch Spy Kids again. Silver Sable is a mercenary-like character that would be yep. fun to watch her play, much like her Jet character. It's nine. He's got a guy whose name I almost always butcher, okay. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, Joe Manganiello, yeah. Uh, and he wants him as Beta Ray Bill. So there you go. Oh, see, there you go. That's a nice Another kid. physical. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, said... Uh, anyone that has the game to pull off Sofia Vergara to be his wife has to be worthy enough to lift Thor's hammer. <laughs> he has the statue and charisma to go toe-to-toe with Hemsworth, and it would be fun to watch. Yeah. At eight, he's got Robin Wright as Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Okay. Uh, amazing actress that I've enjoyed seeing more of. With Jessica Drew, she can play the older, hardened uh, P.I. Yeah. That could have real noir feel. Okay, I see what he's saying. Maybe a procedural-based series. Seven, Mark Strong is Dr. Doom. Okay. I like that, Dr. Doom um, Strong. Yeah. He says, as much as I usually don't like typecasting, he is just so good at playing villains. Yeah. I think of him as Dr. Doom. Pardon me. I think him as Dr. Doom would be awesome. Six, John Cena as Hyperion. Yeah, I couldn't find anything for John Cena, but Hyperion is a nice choice. I wish I'd remembered Hyperion. Fuck, that's a good choice. Don't even know Hyperion. Yeah. Um, he says the Superman allegory from Squadron Supreme. It'd be great to see him in the MCU as the hero that just slowly takes things too far. Yep, Squadron Supreme. I remember that. That's right. Shit, that could be very interesting, actually, with Cena. Okay, right. good choice. Uh, five, Journey Smollett. Okay, from uh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is Black Canary. Uh, Jean Grey. Ooh. He's like, he said she was the second best part of that horrible film. I'm assuming uh-huh. he means uh, the Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> and with Disney leaning into more female-led content, maybe the MCU's version of X-Men could lead by Jean Grey something uh, Journey could pull off. Hmm. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm not fully sold on Journey Smollett yet, but especially, I mean... I don't think uh, Sophie Turner did that great of a job with Jean Grey in those X-Men movies. So no, it's, it's a difficult, difficult role. Famke did incredible with that role. Uh, it is not an easy role to play. Um, so it, it might be asking a lot of journey, but I'd be curious to see what she would do with it for sure. Yeah. I'd rather see like Tessa Thompson. Oh, don't get me started. I love it. Yeah. She's, I don't know. I've seen her do more. So I, Yep. Gene Gray just eventually you got to morph into Dark Phoenix. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, four. He's got Ewan McGregor as Richard Nova or Richard Ryder as Nova. Nova as Nova. Oh, the Richard Ryder version. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, he said he's the best thing from that horrible film. Talking about Harley Quinn. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor can do no wrong. In the '90s, New Warriors, they brought back Richard Ryder as Nova after he had been out of the game for a while. I think. With Ewan in the role, uh, make that would make that time frame of retirement longer, say twenty years. And now you have a guy trying to bring back to the hero he was in the past. Mm. Okay. Uh, three, Chris Pine. God right. damn, Chris Pine as Cameron Hodge. 
Oh, I don't know Cameron Hodge. Don't know that one. Okay. He said, everyone loves Chris Pine, so having him be the friend of mutants from X Factor that became a villain would be great. He has the acting chops to do anything, and this could be a slow turn over two to three films in the new X-Men franchise. Wow. Uh, two, Patrick Wilson is Reed Richards. No, but okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks the part, but I, I, yeah. I don't... I don't think he's their their choice. Yeah, I don't think he's got the weight to do it, to be honest with you. No, Krasinski is closer, but that was just fan service. Yeah, it was fan service. I hope that's not the choice. I really hope that's not the choice. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Feige has said that was fan service. Right. That's why they, hey, you want to see him? Here he is in the role, and that's all you get. Go that's fuck yourself. You get. Like, hey, you got to see him. Yeah. I wasn't lying. You want uh, right. Professor X to come back? Here he comes. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oop, 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 oop. Uh, all right. We just got three stooges. <laughs> or three stooged. And he says, uh, number one, he's got Henry Cavill as Balder the Brave. Oh, wow. Don't know who that is. That's going deep into the MCU, man. Uh, how come you didn't go with... Um... Was it Kyle? Kyle, Kyle. Balder the Brave. Here you go. Are you looking it up? So, yeah, I looked it up. Here's what he says. So no one has been robbed more than Henry Cavill as Superman. It's been nearly, sure. nearly 10 years, and he still doesn't have a Superman sequel. Fuck WB and DC. All right. Oof, strong statements. Get Cavill to the MCU as Balder the Brave. The character has been, in my opinion, strangely absent from the Thor, Thor films. Oh. So I'd love to see him in this role, especially since we know from The Witcher that he can make white hair work. Yeah, it's true. Ball of the Bravest Thor's half-brother. Never heard of him. Yeah. I only read Thor when he was in the Avengers, so I never read any of his solo stuff. Yeah. Him or Doctor Strange, Captain America. I didn't read him solo. The prophecies were that Baldur's death would trigger Ragnarok. Not what we so they used Hela instead, I guess. Oh, so so you'd have to do something different with Baldur. Yeah. Um Interesting. And they said honorable mentions. Jason Momoa came to mind, but he couldn't think of a a bro enough character for him to play. He considered Will Smith as Hyperion, but he thinks uh, with Ezra and Amber, there's already an overabundance of drama in the DCU. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Everything else he had considered was already in the MCU. For example, Idris Elba, J.K. Simmons, etc. Yeah. Thanks again for choosing my topic. And then he actually signs it with his genuine signature. Wow. Mr. Matthew Hassel. That's class Showing right there. Off. You don't often see that. I can respect that. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Always a strong supporter of the uh, top 10. Thank you, Matthew. We appreciate it. Great yeah. topic. Yeah. Very good topic. A lot of fun. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Thanks so much to everybody who uh, listened or watched uh, here on the top 10. We appreciate it madly. Thanks for being consistent listeners and supporters and watchers of our content. Uh, Matt, what do we have to tell them? Uh, please follow the show on Twitter at Top Ten Show. It's all spelled out. Or if you'd like uh, on YouTube and Instagram, it is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. So uh, hit us up at any of those, and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Uh, check out Settle the Score, another uh, movie related show that I do, and uh, Dropping Dimes is on hiatus. So just uh, check out Settle the Score. Real quick, real quick, Dropping Dimes. Does this Dejounte Murray, Murray move? Put Atlanta in title consideration in the East. Mm, we'll see what else they do because they. I don't think they want John Collins on the team. Yes, they've sowed enough seeds of dissension there. Like we definitely don't want you. You you may or may not want to be here. Yeah. Uh, 
So they still have to figure that out. Okay. It makes them interesting in the East for sure. For now. Yeah, for now. I'd but, be kicking the tires on eight if I was Atlanta, if I could afford Yeah, but then you're going to be like, do you, uh, Phoenix, do you want to take back Clint Capella? Oh, no. Capella. Right. Uh, just because he's got a little bit of injury history. Yeah. And is John Collins the answer? Well, you guys have wing depth, so you really need center. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, be curious. But he's going to be a restricted free agent. If Atlanta swooped in, I don't know if they have the salary cap to do it. I think the salary cap teams are Detroit, Orlando. There's two more that have salary cap that could get Aiden. Detroit made the most sense until they got to their draft. Right. So now I don't know. Although Detroit's number one free agency acquisition after the draft was Miles Bridges. And now Miles Bridges has gotten himself into a boatload of problems. As if the lean picture from a week and a half ago wasn't bad enough. He got himself felony domestic abuse charges Ugh. right before he was going to get uh, his first offers on massive contracts. Yeah. It's like, wow, man. Tough time. Don't even know what that story is right now. All I know is you have felony yeah. domestic abuse charges against you. That's not good That's not in good. the slightest. Don't be good. Don't be a dick. That's yeah. what life is. You might be cellmates next to the fucking R. Kelly. So keep this shit up. Where's Kemba going real quick? I don't know. That's an interesting question. I mean, he's going to take not that much. Come to the I think Could. He, I think he goes to the Lakers because they can't make that deal work for what's his face. But Russell picked up his option. So of course he did. Yeah. Russell's going to pick up his option. That was never in question. <laughs> no one's paying Russell $47 40, million. $47 million, dollars, Matt, to sit on the bench. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, certain things you knew in life, like John Wall was picking up his option unless he could get a buyout where the buyout saves the team six and a half million. And coincidentally, is the exact same number he can sign for with the Clippers. Why that is fortuitous, isn't it? (laughs) What a surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Just wanted to get some quick basketball talk in. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. For me, you can follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Outlaw Nation on Twitch. Um, yeah, my other podcast, the Cinephiles and the Geek Buddies, they're out there for you all to enjoy. All right, Matt, uh, are we out of here? That we are. Okay. We'll see you guys next week with a brand new edition. Stay safe out there. See you soon.